Welcome to Beer Hole. My name is Big Wave Dave, and I'm coming to you live, as always, joined by Young Money Fresh and Alexander Hicks, first of his name. Just kidding. They are not here. I am coming to you once again solo, but this time I am coming to you from a sauna. That's right. I am live from my sauna at the Villa Del Mar apartment complex. If you hear some weird noise in the background, well, that's because I'm in a fucking sauna and there are rocks boiling. Uh, the audio might be a little weird in here today, but uh, here's the deal. I am feeling like shit. Uh, I've had a cold for about two to three weeks, and I just cannot shake it. So I've poured myself a gallon of water, and I'm going to sit here and sweat out my demons until I do not feel sick anymore. Um, get you caught up quickly. We didn't end up doing a pod last week. But the, the truth of the matter is, Doug is working two jobs at the moment, so between his 80 hours a week of employment and then the time that he spends with geriatric old men on oxygen tanks at CD VFW bars playing dartball, he just doesn't have a ton of time for the pot at the moment. Hopefully uh, when school ends, uh, which should be any week now, he'll have some more time to get jump back on here. And Al, as I, I teased last episode, he just closed on a house, and I believe that he moved in this week. Um, it's a big property, kind of in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. Uh, looks like it's about 30 miles south of the town he grew up in. Um, he's got like six acres on there, and uh, he's going to do a lot of work on the house. So I don't besmirch him for not joining me when he has life shit to deal with. But uh, it is the PGA Championship week, and we weren't going to let a major go by without giving you a preview. So let's dive into the week's stories. Uh, right now it is Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. Pacific Time, and Bryson DeChambeau just dropped out of the field. There was there were a lot of conspiracies running around about like what was actually going on with Bryson. Did he have a shadow ban from the PGA Tour? Was his wrist injury legit? There were actually people out there that thought he could have faked the wrist injury uh, or uh, the surgery. So, um, it, but it was not faked. He he had the surgery. Conspiracy theorists can put their hats away. Uh, he posted a photo like a week ago with fresh stitches, and he was like, "Gonna try and tee it up at Southern Hills." But uh, I guess after three days of uh, you know playing practice rounds, he decided that he in fact could not play, even though he had his doctor's blessing apparently. So Bryson's out of the field. Phil Mickelson, uh, he was in the field, he was in the field, and then he was out. So um, a lot of thoughts going around why Phil chose to drop out. Obviously, he didn't play Augusta, has not played a PGA Tour event since he essentially lost all those sponsors by saying uh, that he was using the Saudi government for leverage against the PGA Tour. Um, were the things he said that bad in retrospect? I mean, I don't know, like... Look, they're rumored to have killed a, uh, a journalist who had ties to America. That's pretty shitty stuff. Um, and, and we know their track record on human rights, so uh, I'm not going to besmirch someone from feeling one way or the other. But my God, does it feel that they're raining down hard on Phil. Now, the, the, the other thought that uh, some golf journalists have been kind of pressing around is that his game was just in no uh, way, shape, or form ready for a major. I guess he's been playing local clubs in the San Diego area, shooting high 70s, and that's for a setup of, you know, weekend hackers like myself. So if he's shooting high 70s at just a, a generic country club, he's going to really struggle um, at, at a, a long par 70 that's set up with championship tees for the best players in the world. Probably didn't want to go out there and embarrass himself by shooting, you know, 30, 35 over, over two rounds. So... Uh, 
perhaps Phil's game isn't where it needs to be. Um, and per- perhaps, you know, he, he's an old man, right? Like it was kind of an anomaly that he won last year uh, in, in kind of like a U.S. Open-esque setup at Kiowa. Um, we know he's probably going over the Saudi tour, the live golf thing, but it's just, it's just so strange. I mean, Phil's exempt now for, um, every major for the next five years. And, and the three that he's won, uh, I believe till he's 60, he's actually exempt for the PGA championship forever. So it's time will tell when we'll see Phil again, but I'll tell you, he's not getting any younger and his game is probably not getting any better. So let's look at what we do know um, from kind of these championship contenders. Last week at the uh, the, the Dallas tournament um, at TPC Craig Ranch, they really went out there and boat raced a pretty easy course. Um, and, and a lot of guys, the no laying up guys, were really leading the charge, saying that uh, that that type of course doesn't deserve to host a PGA Tour stop event. I'm inclined to agree. Uh, Texas has five regular stops which I know it's a big state, and I know California has like six or seven stops, but it's just, it's insane to me that, that they play Texas that often. Now, this TPC course is, is, if you've played one, you've played them all. They're generally set up so that like a 20 handicap can go out there and have a good time. Um, I don't, I mean, I enjoy playing them, but it, it, there's a lot of people that don't like watching tour players go out and shoot 30 under. Now, that said, there was an absolutely electric leaderboard. Okay, sorry about that. I am back. I uh, had to get out of the sauna because at 180 degrees, I believe my laptop was overheating. So I have now moved to my hot tub. That's right. I've moved from my sauna to the hot tub. This is going to be the most ridiculous podcast ever. You might be saying, Dave, why don't you just go upstairs to your apartment? And I'll tell you. I have a fucking five-month-old child in there, and, uh, you know, he might start screaming. I might have to feed him. He might poop, ruin the flow of the podcast. Um, so, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit down here in the hot tub and relax and let my wife deal with it. Let that be, a uh, you know, some words of advice to you young fathers out there or those expecting children down the line. Now, okay, um, right, so we were talking about uh, some of the – we were talking about uh, last week's tournament – now, your winner uh, is, is K.H. Lee. I'm sure it was killing CBS. This guy is like, he plays dog shit golf everywhere, barely makes cuts, yet he won this tournament last year, and he won this tournament again this year. So the guy does nothing for a year and comes back and wins the tournament that uh, he, he won the previous year. It's going to get him into every major probably and uh, you know, vault him up the FedEx Cup standings. And oh yeah, by the way, he's uh, exempt for another two and a half years on tour. So congrats to KH Lee. He, had a, he gave a great post-round presser saying that uh, his first goal is to be um, the best golfer in the world. And I think secondly, he wanted to be the sexiest golfer in the world. So just great shit from KH there. Now, the, the reason that CBS is probably not happy about that is because the leaderboard outside of KH Lee was absolutely fucking electric. You had Justin Thomas uh, finish T5. You had Jordan Spieth finish second. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama was way up there. And after almost missing the cut, I mean, Xander Shoffley had to make like eight birdies on 10 holes to make the cut on Friday. And then he goes absolutely fucking nuclear on Sunday and ends up with a top five finish. So what does that tell you? Well, Jordan Spieth after the Masters played twice. He won one tournament. Now, 
I don't know if that's a great win for Jordan because I, I kind of saw it as people collapsing around him. But, hey, he still won the tournament. And then he gets a second-place finish last week um, in his hometown, finishing one stroke behind KH Lee. So Jordan Spieth is going to be a very hot name this week at the PGA Championship. Uh, Justin Thomas is probably going to be a fairly hot name. This is, if you'll remember, his lone major win came at the PGA Championship uh, around five years ago when he got really hot and then won the uh, FedEx Cup. Uh, other names you'll hear people talking about, Scotty Scheffler uh, still played fairly well. Um, I think you'll have some Hideki's and Xanders. And of course, uh, playing with Jordan Spieth and Rory McIlroy is Tiger Woods. Now, what do we do about Tiger? He came out and played very impressively Thursday, Friday at Augusta. Um, well, more so Thursday. But, you know, he, he made the cut, and everyone was super happy for him. And then he, he, he kind of fell apart in the weekend and finished in the mid-40s. Um, we've had two-ish months since then. I don't know how much one can build strength in a bum leg in two months. But Tiger's out there. He says he's feeling better. I saw him today on the range. They had the, the top golf, top tracer shot saying that he was carrying the ball 295 yards with a swing speed of around 185 miles per hour. So look, I mean, Tiger's always going to be a wild card. He's won the PGA Championship a bunch before. Um, he's going to suck almost all of the air out of the room this week because, again, we haven't seen him since Augusta. And with Tiger, it's just it's bigger than golf. So people are going to be really interested to see what he can do. Um, who does that bode well for? Well, I don't know if it bodes well for his playing partners. Now, Tiger is going out with Rory and Jordan Thursday, Friday, and they got the favorable draw of early late. So what that means is um, on, when you play a golf tournament, you uh, are going to definitely go out early one day and you're going to go out late one day. Now, golfers tend to prefer an early late. That means you go out early Thursday and late on Friday. And that's because, A, they get out to a good start on Thursday because later in the day is when the wind usually becomes a problem. They also don't have to worry about waking up super early on Friday. So they get that extra four or five hours of rest, right? So, I mean, think, think if you have a, a one o'clock tea time on a Thursday, you finish at five, you do your media hits, you, you know, go glad hand with your sponsors, you go home. By the time you like even get home and ready for dinner, it could be seven o'clock and then you could have a tea time the next day uh, at 7 a.m. That's less than ideal. Um, but this week specifically, the forecast is, uh, it's looking like it's going to be very calm in the mornings, Thursday and Friday, and then Friday, super late, there could be some, uh, some thunderstorm prospects. And then you start getting into a situation like we had at the Players' Championship where some guys might not finish their rounds and then they're, they're playing their second round on Saturday. Fucks everything up, messes up the body clock. Um, so that's why you usually prefer to go early, late. Uh, have, have that time. Um, when you're late early, uh, you, you might go out in harsh conditions on a Thursday, shoot like three over, and you'll be mentally defeated. So even though you'll have that Friday morning round in the calmer conditions, you might already be in your own head. And what's the old saying go? You can't win a tournament on Thursday, but you can lose it on Thursday. So the, the, the Jordan, Tiger, Rory group go out at 9 a.m. 
local on Thursday, which is a good thing. But the, the, the thing I worry about with Jordan and, and Rory is like, this group is almost too electric, but I, I, I'm curious how playing with Tiger will affect them. I, I think a guy like Jordan might play into it more and, and might, might feed off that energy. Rory, it could go either way. I mean, he was certainly like really feeling himself that last round at the Masters. That, that chip in from the bunker was fucking electric. And, and you know, I, I think t- Tiger, Jordan, and Rory all have a great relationship. But, like, they are going to have I – because mean, Tiger and Rory are also ex- exceedingly popular players, right? So I, it feels to me like 80% of the fans at Southern Hills Thursday and Friday will be following this group. Um, Kevin Van Valkenburg, a, a big uh, golf journalist, was did a whole Twitter thread today on, like, what the sound was – um, from the moment Tiger would hit his drive off the tee shot, like how loud the gallery eruptions were. And while Jordan and Rory are, are certainly used to uh, having big groups follow them uh, when they're playing, I, I think that this week it'll be um, out of control. So it could go either way, whether that is a benefit or, or a negative to them. The guy I really like this week is Scotty Scheffler. Um, Scotty obviously won the Masters. He's he hadn't won a tournament before 2022, and now he's won like fucking four in, in eight starts. It, it's unbelievable. Um, and he played good last week, not great, but that's kind of what you wanted. And you also want the your Masters champion and the number one player in the world kind of going into this tournament just as anonymous as he was as he went into Augusta, because again, I mean, Scotty said this in his press conference yesterday, he's like, no one fucking cares about me, they are all here to talk about Tiger, and when they're not talking about Tiger, they're talking about Phil, a guy who's not even playing this tournament, so uh, again, I think that helps a younger star like Scotty Scheffler cruise a little bit under the radar. Now, another two guys that a lot of people will be wanting to talk about, Dustin Johnson and Brooks Koepka. Dustin played very, very well at the match play. Um, and then, you know, he had a three-day bender of a wedding weekend uh, recently where he finally tied the knot with Paulina after, like, fucking seven-year engagement, two cocaine suspensions. But, uh, you know, I, I feel like Dustin's loose. And, and people don't realize that he's finished in second place in two of the last five PGA championships. And then you got Brooks. So uh, Brooks obviously kind of fell apart at the Masters, missed the cut, really hurt my feelings. But this is a guy who's won two PGA championships in the very recent past. So we haven't seen Brooks uh, since Augusta. Uh, We haven't seen much of Dustin. So I'm really curious what these guys uh, are going to be able to do. Um, Some long shots. Uh, You know, one of the guys that was one of the – I think when I started recording, he was the last guy into the field. But maybe now, since uh, there's like Bryson's dropped out, I think there's been a couple other guys drop out. There's probably a few more alternates. But the last guy in the field, like four hours ago, was Joel Damon. Now Joel Damon is, you know, obviously one of our favorite golfers. He was really kind to the podcast. We tried to set up a beer a hole outing with him, and then like the fucking four plays got too, the four play boys got too big and stole our thunder. But Joel's an awesome guy. Uh, you know, his buddy Max Home has been tearing it up lately. And Joel still hasn't gotten his signature win. He, he won down in Dominican, but uh, th- that's not a full point allotment. So it didn't get him a guaranteed spot at Augusta. Still hasn't played Augusta. 
depending on how this tournament goes, like Joel is a guy that probably won't go super low. Like a tournament last like last week when these guys uh, were winning with like 28, 29 over or whatever it ended up being, Joel can't compete with that. But like in last year's PGA Championship when birdies were at a premium and, and what, what did Phil win at like f- four under and tied for second and or Brooks and uh, Louie at, at two under. So something like that, that rewards a grinder. And, you know, Joel's not going to make a ton of mistakes. And if his putter can get a little hot, I don't know. I like his odds. Remember, this is this is a full, full field event, right? So every major has their gimmick. Um, the, the Masters, I mean, I, I guess they don't have a gimmick. They're just Augusta. You know, it's like the fucking, it is heaven of golf, right? Uh, tradition like none other and then the u.s open they're making the course as hard as shit uh you know people are rooting for their favorite players in the world to go out there and shoot 80 and then at the british open it's a link style event and we don't play a lot of links golf in the united states so the gimmick with the pga championship is they let uh it's 25 or 30 pga professionals into this tournament so these are like the guys that you take lessons from at your local country club, your local muni, they're all scratch golfers themselves, and they have a tournament every year. Um, it was about two weeks ago, and I th- again, I think the top 25 or 30 of them get to come here. So the cut, y- you have to assume if you're a professional golfer, you're going to beat these PGA pros, right? So th- that should be... Now, a couple of them will make the cut, and it's always a f- super fun story, but... Uh, You got those guys, and then another difference between the PGA Championship is every person who's ever won this major gets to come back and play it for life. A lot of these majors have said, okay, you can win, play it 10 years after you win, you can play it until you're 60, you can play this tournament for life. So, you know, there are guys like John Daly teeing it up this week, Shawn Michael, who won this tournament like in the 90s and, you know, hasn't played professional golf since. So you should be able to make the cut at this tournament is what I'm saying. So if you're a long shot and you're a long shot better, um, a guy like Joel Damon, it wouldn't be crazy to think that he could get a top 20 here. Um, So that's what I'm looking for this week. This is a par 70 course that is long. What does that mean? You would think that a a par 72 course would be long because it has more more par 5s. But that's all it means, right? It means there's more par 5s on a par 72. This course has a lot of long par 4s, and it has wide fairways. So you, you don't necessarily have to be a bomber, but if, if you can't go long, you need, you need to hit center cut of the fairway and, and make sure you are ball striking well, your shot selection is good, and, of course, you're going to have to putt. Um, a lot of these greens are, are pretty large, but they're undulated, so that means if you end up in the wrong spot of the green, uh, easy three putt waiting to happen. Easy three putt. So it, it's going to be a, a super fun tournament. I, I, I can't wait to to watch tomorrow morning. Like I said, I, I've been sick for you know weeks. What it feels like now, and the only thing that's getting me through is like watching playoffs at, at night. But during the day, I'm just sitting there like sneezing and coughing, and my fucking baby's looking at me and saying like, "Why don't I have any formula, Daddy? What did Joe Biden do?" And I'm just, I've been pretty miserable. So I need to get through this. One thing I did want to tell you guys about was uh, that I did that was not miserable in the last three weeks. So I'm playing hurt here. I go to Paul McCartney Friday night with my brother 
and Anna. We uh, enlisted two of our friends to be uh, the babysitters for young Henry. And my God, was it a show. I've never seen McCartney before. He turns 80 in two weeks, so it's like, you know, the last thing I want to fucking do is wake up one morning and it's like, Sir Paul McCartney, dead of a heart attack. And it's like, I had the fucking chance to see him at SoFi, but I didn't go because I just used my kid as an excuse. So no, I got Kelsey and Alexia, ordered them three pizzas, got them a bottle of wine, said, please watch my son, myself, Anna, and, uh, and Ferret, and then we, we met our, our buddy Maga Mike there with, with his girlfriend, and we just fucking watched Paul McCartney shred for two and a half hours. He played like, I don't know, I'd say 50% Beatles songs, like 25% Wing songs, and then like a mixture of like solo stuff and, and, and new stuff, um, but it was really fun, and SoFi, I've, I've now seen two co- uh, concerts there. The first one, I bought a Rolling Stones uh, ticket in like the 500 level just for 150 bucks just to get in and ended up watching the show at a bar on the 200 level which was a nice little life hack this one i I didn't buy tickets until the very last minute and they un uh they released some new tickets that were in like the fifth through tenth row on the opposite side of the stage so i was essentially sitting in like uh the end zone where the field goal post would be and they were sold as limited views so i was a little dubious but i ended up buying them and I think what happened is they were going to put some speakers there and decided to take them down and just release more tickets. Whatever. I saw Paul McCartney 10th row for 200 bucks in 2022 in L.A. That's fucking unbelievable. But I think, like, with bands playing that stadium now, it is so fucking big that if you wait to the last minute, you are going to get a deal because there are so many ticket brokers out there that think that they're just going to be able to, you know, use a bot to buy 300 tickets and then flip them for triple profit. I think the scalpers got hosed this time because Mag and Mike ended up buying tickets three hours for the show on the fucking floor, and he spent like 190. So, uh, little life hack if you're looking to go to a show at SoFi, wait till the last minute. I know the Chili Peppers are playing there uh, in June. Might check that out. But again, I don't know if I'll ever buy tickets in advance for a show there again because it seems like demand just craters at the last minute, and cheapskates like me are able to thrive. Okay, let's tie a bow on this. Uh, the PGA Championship kicking off tomorrow morning. Uh, my official pick is Scotty Scheffler. Um, i try to think if there's any other big names I, I didn't mention. Uh, I'm fading Cantley. Uh, I guess I didn't really mention how I think Rory's going to do. I, I guess it's because I just don't know. I, 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 he played, again, very well Sunday uh, at Augusta, but th- th- you know his problem in majors for like the last decade has been that he shoots himself in the foot on Thursday. Uh, it seems so often on this podcast we talk about guys like Charlie Hoffman who are always on the leaderboard Thursday, Friday, and then they fall apart in the weekend and finish like T35. Rory's the opposite. Rory will, you know, be well below the cut line after Thursday. It takes a heroic effort Friday to, get, to make it on the number, and then Saturday, Sunday he goes low, but, you know, there's been so much damage done already that he doesn't win the, tur- the tournament. I think if Rory can stay on the first page of the leaderboard, on Thursday, or even even the second, if he can stay on the front two pages of the leaderboard uh, on on Thursday, I think he's got a very good chance to win this tournament. But uh, if not, uh, I think you'll see Rory do what he always does, maybe like a backdoor top ten. I also didn't mention John Rahm. Uh, you know, Rahm got that win in Mexico with the worst field we've seen at a full point event in, in years. I saw an interview with him. It was pretty funny. They said, did that uh, win give you 
back some of the confidence you needed. And Rom just looks at this guy dead-eyed and is like, I was always confident. <laughs> it's like, don't get on Rom's bad side, man. Um, but, no, I, I, you know, I, he's got to ha- have to win a big tournament to uh, prove that he's out of this funk. I know he's been doing top 10s and top 20s all year, but he just doesn't seem to have that the extra gear right now that I'm seeing from, like, uh, Scotty Scheffler, Xander Shoffley, and more recently Jordan Spieth. Um, Spieth is going to be a problem this week. I, I might have picked him if I wasn't saving him for the British Open. Again, I just think Scotty's going – this heater's going to end at some point, and if you don't get in while the getting's good, you're going to feel like a fucking idiot. I've, like, almost picked Scotty for the last, you know, three or four tournaments he's won, but I didn't. So I'm just – I'm planting my flag in the stand. I'm going Scotty this week. I think I think you will see a great performance from Jordan Spieth. I don't know about Justin Thomas. He's been kind of hot and cold all year. I, I would like for him to play well, but I'm not sure I see it in the cards. Hoping that Daly makes the cut. Hoping that Big Daddy Duffner makes the cut. And uh, hoping we just have a really fun uh, golf tournament. I mean, this is, again, a great time of the year. How shitty was Monday, by the way? When we, like, for the first night in maybe three weeks, we didn't have a basketball or a hockey game? Oh, God, it was fucking miserable. But now we've got basketball and hockey every night the playoffs are here major season in golf is here you know once this tournament ends the u.s opens right around the corner and then basically after the u.s open uh we fucking cry because that means uh we don't have i guess we've still got the the british open to look forward to but it means golf is winding down uh hockey and basketball are done and we have to watch fucking baseball or go outside go outside spend some time with our families and and get drunk in public. Uh, that, that's really what I want to do. As a child, uh, as a guy with a child, um, you, you can't really go to nightclubs anymore, and it's kind of hard to go to concerts. But you can always just go to the beach with your kid or a fucking park and put down uh, a six pack of nooners. So that's what I'm going to do this weekend. I hope you guys enjoy the tournament. I hope you enjoyed the the sauna hot tub pod, and I will talk to y'all next week. Until that time, God made eighteen packs for a reason. See ya.